return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Just welcome her all right as she comes. Well, praise God for his word. Amen. So, yes, amen. Thank you for... Loving the word enough to come out and hear another message today. So the message that God has put on my heart tonight is the title is called Authorized. And that all Christians everywhere were authorized to do what Jesus did. Doing what Jesus did. And I know that when Pastor Dave goes again to India, that will be a theme verse, doing what Jesus did. So, and uh, tonight's message is also a message to say that we can learn. You know, we're all, it's all a learning curve. And we're in the school of the Holy Spirit to learn what did Jesus do? Did he transfer this power to us? Did he give this ability to the church today? And of course, as we look at the word tonight, we know that the answer is yes. And Jesus said, if we, when we look at the scriptures tonight, he says that we can do what he did. And it's good news for the church today. So I know there's more and more people. It's like this expanding army of courageous people that are believing God for the miraculous, for the supernatural, and for miracles. Because didn't we pray with the Lord's Prayer, come thy kingdom, be done thy will. Here on earth, Jesus said, just like it is in heaven. So that puts our, our barometer up real high, doesn't it? And our spiritual yardstick. So, well, I know we've already prayed, but will you pray with me? Father, we thank you tonight for your word. Go ahead and just take your Bible, if you've got your Bible in your hand. Father, we thank you for this word, that it is a living word, that it's got a heartbeat to it, that it's life-breathed, that this book is different than any other book. You breathe life into it. And we could even say that, Jesus, this is you. You said this is, Jesus is the word. And we thank you, Lord, for the Bible. We thank you for the word tonight and for what you said. And, Father, will you bring us higher tonight in the spirit through your word? Will you bring us higher and open up our eyes to see what you said clearer than what we see with our circumstances? That we'll have a crisp, eternal vision of who you intend us to be. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Here's some things that Jesus said we're authorized to do. Lead people to Jesus, to a saving knowledge. We just heard testimonies this morning of another brother here leading people to Jesus. Leading Christians in the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. He said, I'll pour up my spirit upon all flesh. Learning to heal the sick. And we're all learning. Amen. <laughs> Healing the sick by revelation. That's one of the things that I want to cover tonight. It's, um, it's life-changing. Hearing from God. His sheep hear his voice. Dealing with demons. And, and the Lord said that we can cast out devils and um, raise the dead. So let's go ahead and turn to James chapter 1, verse 22. 
This is the portion of scripture that tells us to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. It's not going to do us any good if we read something in the Bible, but then we walk away and the Bible says that we forget what kind of a person we are. We forget what we read. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. When we do that, if we do that, we just are what? Deceiving ourselves. If anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, and here's this analogy of the mirror, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He looks at himself, but then he walks away and he totally forgets what he looked like. He totally forgot what, was that for me? He totally forgot what kind of man he is. But, here's where we want to be. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty, or shall we say he who looks into the word, praise God, that's what we're doing tonight, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a what? A doer of the work. This one, that's me, say that's me, will be blessed because of what he does. So our mission is to practice what the scripture says. This scripture says you're blessed if we do what God's word says. We're not just going to hear about it. We're not just going to read the Great Commission and say, well, Jesus said, go and tell the world and tell about me and cleanse the leper, heal the sick, raise the dead, and then leave it there on the shelf and walk away and forget. Forget what it was that we look like. No, our intention is to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. And I really believe that there's a lot of Christians who want to grow in that area of doing what Jesus did, but maybe we lack teaching, maybe we lack confidence. Um, but tonight, we can, we can go higher in God. We are authorized to go. When we operate in healing and setting people free, hallelujah, Amen. when the sun sets free is, we boldly demonstrate that Jesus is Lord and he's very much alive. This creates a prime opportunity. I love what Pastor Dave said today about praying for the man who didn't know Jesus yet. And then he received his healing, came the next night, and wanted to be born again. This, this sets the atmosphere to show that God sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him could receive not only healing for our spiritual body and know that we have our name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but to know that shalom, that he spoke shalom over our spirit, our soul, and our body, and that we can be mentally healthy, we can be emotionally healthy, and we can be physically healed. So we want to set that that standard high and create that atmosphere and say, Jesus has come to touch you and to make you whole. Here, the next scriptures I'm going to read are, include some of the things that Jesus did. He told his disciples they could do, but where we fit in is that he also said we can do it. So he didn't leave us out. Praise God for the good news. The first scripture is Matthew 28:18, and I loved how uh, Pastor Dave's message and mine dovetailed that he, he shared this, um, this scripture this morning and, and how this is a commission on all of our lives. Matthew 8, uh, 28, 18, it's Jesus' last instructions for the Christians. Jesus came to them, to the disciples, and he said, you say it, all power... Another translation might say, all authority. Little bit? All. all. In heaven and where else? On earth. On earth. And, it, and Jesus said, it's been given to me. Now, and then there's a transfer. There's a transfer of power. He said, therefore, so say therefore. therefore. 
You go, that's us, you go and you make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, praise God for the Trinity, teach them, now that them in there is us, <laughs> that, that them became us, because he's telling disciples what to do, and so that them is us, teach them, so we've been taught, and as well as generations before us, to obey a few things. Oh, all things. I better get back to my Bible. To obey everything I have commanded you. And then verse 20, he kind of ties it in a bow. I am with you at all times. Behold, lo, I am with you always. Okay, back to verse 19. First of all, he said go. All right? Are we goers (laughs) or sitters? Are we we hearers or doers? All right, that's good. We're off to a good start. Go, he said, make disciples, and then baptize them, amen, baptize them, baptize people, teach them everything I've commanded. What are some of those things? We'll cover them a little bit more in some other scriptures. What were some of the things Jesus commanded? Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. I sent out a message to the fire starters. I said, does Jesus really even say that we can raise the dead? I can't say I've ever done that. I've never seen it. But I'm going to go with what Jesus said. He said everything. He said, go ahead, teach them, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and then, and then I'll just say that in a paraphrase, be confident of my presence. Be confident that it's my spirit flowing through you. Be confident that I have anointed you. Your hands are healing hands. Let's go ahead and look at our hands and declare over our hands, these hands are healing hands. Because Jesus said, in the New Testament, it says, lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So, what beautiful hands you have. Matthew 10, verse 1, 7 and 8. These are some things that Jesus spoke to his disciples, and we will see where we fit in today. He called his 12 disciples to him, verse 1. And I just want to shout this out. He gave them authority. He gave them authority. Here it says power. He gave them power. How many Christians do do you know or do I know or do I do this? Where I'm saying, well, I don't have the power. I don't have the anointing. I don't have the authority that I think I need. I don't know if I can do it. Have you heard Christians say that? We do hear Christians say that. I've said that. But we're going to go with what the Bible says. Jesus said he gave them authority. So let's go ahead and shout out authority. Authority. The name of this title of this message is authorized. We are authorized. It's an endowment of power. We have been endued with power from on high so that we are actually his body. There's a song out. We are his body. These are his hands. These are his feet. These are his eyes. These eyes that are to see with compassion, which means with mercy. Eyes of compassion. So he gave them authority. Now, did, let me just inter, splice this in. Do we have to work for this authority? No. Of course not. It says it's a gift. He gave them authority. And then it says, I, I might have a different translation. It says, Okay, and this says to drive out evil spirits. Praise God, we have seen that. 
to heal every disease and sickness. We have seen people healed. We have seen sicknesses healed, diseases healed. I haven't yet seen someone raised from the dead. But with God, nothing is impossible. Amen? And then verse 7, as you go, I love this verse. As you go, preach this message, Jesus said, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. Right here, right now. Why not here? Why not now? Right here, right now. The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of God is near. And, and then verse 8, there's some repetition. <clears throat> Heal the sick. So let's say that out loud. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. And drive out demons. These, these are topics of doing what Jesus did. Freely you have received, freely give. So I want to say again, we are authorized. Uh, Luke 9, 1, 2, and 6. This is a cross-reference. He called the 12 together. Praise God for meetings. Praise God we're the, together tonight. And it says, he gave them, say it. And let's just, let's just say those three, two things again. And he gave them power and authority. Are you, are you sensing that Jesus said that about us? He didn't say, I, I will leave you comfortless. He didn't say, I will leave you as orphans. He says, no, I will come to you. And he says, it says he gave them, and again, freely you've received, power and authority. It says over all devils, praise God, we can what? Resist the devil and he's got to go. And to cure, don't you love that word cure? So he transferred this anointing to his disciples. And we'll see as we go along tonight that it's a transfer of anointing and authority to the church today. Um, They departed, verse 6, let's see, verse 2. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. So that's what we're doing in Brookings and South Dakota and around the world. We, We are going to do what he said, to proclaim the kingdom of God, to say here tonight that the kingdom of heaven is here. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6, they obeyed, they departed, and went through the villages preaching the gospel, and it says, healing everywhere. Can we just say that out loud? Healing everywhere. Healing everywhere. I know, just on a personal basis, I have to fight discouragement when the prayer list is really long, and there's so many needs. And to not focus on how many people are in their time of faith and waiting for their healing, but, but we can focus on those, even those words, healing everywhere. I believe tonight as the word of God is, is being spoken and declared into the atmosphere that we are being healed in our bodies. We are empowered and have authority over all demons. Thank you, Jesus. We have authority to cure diseases. That's what Jesus said. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Doing what Jesus did is still happening today. I want to splice in a few modern-day miracles, and I also want to include you if if there's a miracle that um, you've recently heard about. I, I want to ask you in just a minute to um, just speak it out. So anyway, um, one of my girlfriends had sent 
uh, this was probably just a month or two ago, but <laughs> an amazing two modern-day miracles. She says, God decided to show off yesterday. My friend who had stage 4 brain cancer received the report that there is no tumor in her brain anymore. And that's right here in South Dakota. I, and I know this girl, and I think I know the girl it happened to, too, if the name is the same girl. So that's marvelous. Another friend of hers named Cindy was 20 weeks pregnant. Her water broke. That is not good. And just had her doctor appointment. Her ambionic sac seemed to have miraculously resealed itself, and the baby is doing beautifully. I love you, Jesus. Keep it coming, my girlfriend said. Um, So those are fresh from heaven. Um, These are just a few of the things that I just sat and pondered, like, the Old Testament encourages us to make a book of remembrance. Amen. And sometimes we can forget. Yep. And I remember, I, and it came to my mind when we were going to Florida, I don't know, maybe two years ago, each winter when we go, um, my doctor was very concerned about, uh, like, right here she saw skin cancer. She goes, that's not good. And she, and she said, go ahead and go to Florida. And when you come back, We'll, I'll remove it. You can have surgery or whatever it would take. I got back, and it totally had disappeared. Amen. And she said, well, you know, wow, what happened? And I said, well, we certainly prayed, and uh, Jesus healed me. Amen. You know, and it's like, that's huge. And I just want to publicly say thank you, Lord. Skin cancer, you know. It was right there. Some of you saw it. Yeah. Years ago, my sister Kathleen, Kevin's sister also, um, we, had, we got born again about the same time. And um, we were roommates here in town. That was before I met Pastor Dave. And anyway, so we started going to meetings, and we just couldn't get enough of Jesus, but we still can't. And, but my sister Kathleen, she had one leg that was shorter than the other. And, of course, we wanted, being sisters, we wanted to share clothes. And so when I'd wear, I remember she had this really cute pair of, like, green pants and I just loved them and but when I'd wear them like the one leg was like like that because of the difference of of uh, length in her leg so anyway so we went to meetings and she went down to a meeting in Sioux Falls and I don't think I was even with her at this one but God healed her leg and she had to own him all of her pants <laughs> and, you know and that was what 40 35 years ago, and uh, so, you know, it's like, wow, God, and I mean, it was significantly um, so much so that, that I, I didn't like that when I w- borrowed her pants, so <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Um, I know you've heard the story of Angela's leg being, the broken leg being healed, but I think that's just marvelous, again, to say, like, after 14, 10 or 14 days when the x-ray was redone that the doctor saw no break and no sign and they stood together and doctor to doctor and and um and the doctor said you're healed go ahead take your cast off so i am going to cough just a little bit just so i hope it's not magnified but anyway (laughs) excuse me thank you lord um also, years ago when my kids were little, 
I had a lot of trouble with my eyes, and um, probably for months, maybe it turned into a year or two, I don't really remember, but my eye became, um, the vision was like 20, I want to say 400, 20 over 400, I should check with Dr. Jan on that, but um, it, I couldn't see well out of it at all, and it had um, many problems with it. I don't even know the names to say, but anyway, um, I did doctor a lot, and if Mama Perry were here, she would say how bad my eye looked. She was very concerned. <laughs> but I just want to testify again about the Word of God, because I know we'd gone to Rock Valley, and, and I opened up to Proverbs, and I had been doctoring, but it just seemed like, I felt like the woman that she went to all the physicians and just got worse and worse. And so um, this eye just got worse and worse, and it uh, was little and red and swelled, pain, a lot of pain, and horrible vision. Anyway, I read um, a proverb when we were in Rock Valley, and it said something like, it's better to trust in the Lord than put your trust in man. And, of course, we thank God for the medical people that can help us and aid with what God wants to do. But that was a rhema word for me that the Lord was saying to just trust him. And in two weeks, my eye was totally healed. And Dave can testify on that, too. And my vision isn't, um, my vision is great. Maybe it's 2025 or something like that. <laughs> and so, praise God. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't even tell right now. I can't even remember which eye it was. <laughs> so, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. It's terrible to cough into a mic, right, Frank? <laughs> or blow your nose, right? My sister's leg grew healed of cancer. Okay, um, I said I would, I would um, ask you if, um, I thought Pastor Dave's message, too, that included miracle healings that he testified about were just wonderful to hear. And um, a lady left here today who their family had received a very, grave report and she said she left so encouraged because of the word of God so does anyone want to I kind of hear Cindy's voice in this of any miracle or someone who's been healed that I'm not really thinking about right now okay yeah like if you have a oh yes okay her little granddaughter had a wrist situation Broken. Okay. All right. Yes, Adeline is three and a half. And um, not too long ago, Sarah called and just said, wow, I think we have to take Adeline to the doctor because um, for the last 24 hours, she just, you know, just holding it like this and wouldn't, um, you know, wouldn't even dress herself or feed herself. You know, she just always held her wrist. And... Um, you know, and then they're thinking, oh, you know, then you're going to have to pay for x-ray and blah, blah, blah. You know, so they thought, well, let's wait 24 hours. Maybe she'll get better. And um, Sarah thought, maybe she's just kidding. So, you know, she waited until she was taking a nap, and she snuck in, and she picked up the wrist. And Addie winced in her sleep, you know, as she picked it up. So she knew definitely it was hurt. And, um, it, you know, kind of cried out in pain even as she was sleeping. So uh, Sarah went and called the doctor, and then they had, it was like a quarter to five. So then the next morning took her in, and Addie continued just to 
hold it. And um, they took they took an x-ray, and then they, the doctor came back in and um, said, it looks like there is no um, break in it. And then she picked up her arms, and she said, I'm healed! <laughs> All better! But, you know, just the, the fact that there was pain, and, um, and, you know, just going there, and, you know, of course, mom and dad prayed, oh, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it, you do go, you know, but she just, uh, just all of a sudden just raised up her hand, and the rest of the day she was fine. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Modern-day miracle. <clears throat> right in our midst. Amen. <clears throat> Supernatural occurrences taking place before our eyes. Things, miracles and supernatural occurrences are things that, that happen that cannot be explained in the natural realm, but through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, does anyone else want to just shout something out or something come to your mind? Miriam? Jesus. We serve a risen Savior. He's in the earth today. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for these healings, Jesus. Uh, confirmed healings and miracles are happening around the world. We can be in, in um, meetings or in circumstances where many people receive prayer and it doesn't appear that there's that many healings. We always want more. But I, I want to say out here tonight to as much as you can, don't let that discourage you. Because then, then we're going back to our circumstances and our natural surroundings and, and our five senses. So we want to keep our faith level high and go back again to doing what Jesus did and back to listening to what did Jesus say. We're going to cover an amazing thing here that we've talked about before, but I, I know God's going to do something tonight in our lives. Did Jesus authorize only the 12? No, he did not. So has this promise passed away? No, it hasn't. If he did mean for us to actually do what he did, how? So I want to talk now about being empowered by Jesus. Um, Just going back to the beginning, in the beginning, there was this transfer of power. And I remember hearing this probably out in Portland, Oregon years ago when we went out there and just that phrase, transfer of power, just changed my life. And like we know it, but God had all the power, right? And in the beginning, God, God invested this power and this authority to Adam in the garden. And there was no sickness and there was no disease and everything was perfect. We know that because of willful disobedience, Adam forfeited what the power that he had been given. And he gave it right over to Satan. 
And Satan became the god of this world. If you read in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, the god of this world has blinded the eyes of those who believe. And Satan became the god of this world. However, the Bible tells us that Jesus came to the earth. He died and he, he went down in, into the belly of hell. He rose again. And it, it says that then he went into the, into the powers of darkness and he got back those keys. He spoiled principalities and powers. He got back those keys of authority that had been robbed from us that we let go. And he gave those keys of authority. And we know that he transferred that anointing. He transferred that power to the church. He said, behold, I give you a power and authority over all the power of the enemy. And he gave us keys to lock things up and to unlock things. He, get, he made us to be, to be um, rulers, to do what he wants done here on the earth. We are his body. We are his hands. We are his feet. So there was this transfer of power, and we are empowered. The church is empowered today to do what Jesus did, to go about doing good. The book of Acts says Jesus went about doing and healing, for God was with him. Where does God live in us? Or where does God live now? Oh, I gave the answer. He lives in us. He says, behold, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And that's the only way we can do it is with this anointing. It's the anointing that breaks yokes. It's the anointing that changes, if, if I can say it this way, personalities and causes someone to come under the anointing and know that we can lay hands on sick people and they can recover, that we can, we can come under this anointing that simply is not there in the natural. Many of you could testify about that tonight. So we are empowered by Jesus. He came to the earth as God in the flesh. He died. He rose. Got those keys back. Jingle your keys. We got those keys. He says, Shalom, there's nothing broken. There's nothing missing. And he says, with Christ, we can do all things through Christ, the one who empowers us, the one who strengthens us, the anointed one, the Messiah. Jesus Christ, King of all kings, Lord of all lords. Corinthians says that first man, Adam, became a living spirit, but that last man, Jesus, became a quickening spirit. That last man, Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. He's breathed life into every one of us. He has breathed life into people throughout the generations since, uh, since he's poured out his spirit upon all flesh. He quickens those dry bones. He quickens those people that are under the darkness. It says those people that are in darkness have seen a great light. The day star has dawned. The, the shining bright light has come. And we're no longer who we used to be. The old thing has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So that life-giving spirit gives us this authority and this awareness. And flesh and blood has not revealed this to us. But Jesus, the anointed one, has opened up our eyes so that we can see into a different realm. And we can see, we can look at people and see, I see Jesus in you. I love you with the love of the Lord. We, not, we may not be who we're supposed to be, but praise God, we're becoming who God wants us to be. Jesus did, this will encourage all of us, Jesus did everything here on earth as a man filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 
They have, that's a good place to say hallelujah. Amen? Therefore, he can promise those who follow him. If that's you, stand to your feet. All right. You can sit back down. <laughs> if that's you, it says, it says he can promise those who follow him who are filled with the same Holy Spirit that we are able to do what he did, doing what Jesus did. If we look at the scripture, if we, if we discipline ourselves, and I'm speaking to me, see all these fingers pointing back at me? If I discipline myself to look at what Jesus said and not at my surroundings, not at my circumstances, not at my long prayer list, but what Jesus said, then we know that we are empowered. We have received power from on high. He did everything on earth as a man filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then I always think of Harold Kornbaum when I, it says the same Holy Spirit. Well, right away I thought of Romans 8, 11. That same spirit that raised Christ from the, from the dead, he dwells in you. Shall he not also quicken your mortal body by his spirit who dwells and lives and abides in us? In us. No, not way over there across the ocean. Not way up there in the sky that we can't reach him. No, the word is very nigh you. It's in your mouth. And in your heart, the word of that we speak. So here we are, endued with this power, endued with this glory. In fact, Isaiah says, the arise, shine, the light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon us. His glory, his glory is here. He's transferred this authority to the believer. He said we can go and do what he did. And we're going to base everything that we believe on the word of God. He says we are authorized, and he's given us this power. He's given us this unction. Amen. You're anointed. Amen. But now it's up to, up to us, amen, the church. Right. We are his body. We are his hands. We are his feet. I don't know why I always go back to Jack Hayford saying, it says, without him, we can't, but without us, he won't. You know, and it's just like, okay, God, I'm gonna, yeah, let's get going. And then it gets us out of that mentality like, well, I'm just sitting here waiting. God, when are you going to move? No. It says, without him, we can't. But without us, he won't. So we can just sit here and, you know, wait till Jesus comes. But let's keep moving rapidly along here. Jesus had continual communication with the Father. Okay. This is a wonderful example. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I mean, it looks like a really long portion here, but... It's hard to leave any of it out. It's James 5. It's from the New Living Translation, if that makes a difference. And it talks about, it's the context where Jesus healed a lame man. Where I really want to focus is at the end of the chapter and some things that Jesus said there that uh, will enlighten us even farther. So afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda, you know the story, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people. Have you felt that way at any time in your life? Where you, there's needs. Crowds of sick people. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus, what did he do? <clears throat> he saw him. First of all, we have to stop and see the people with needs. See a need and meet it. When Jesus saw him, he knew he'd been there a long time. He says, what, 
would you like to get well, he said. Is that the same translation there? Would you like to get well? I think everyone would say, yes, I would. I can't serve, or seven, the sick man said. I have no one to put me in the pool when the, bu- when the water bubbles up. Someone gets there ahead of me. Jesus said, stand up. Let's say that together. Stand up. Pick up your, what's it say, that tree's in the way, mat, and walk. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for his love. Love heals. Stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping bag, or mat, and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, and here the religious things came in, and uh, they didn't like it. So the Jewish uh, leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. Oh, my. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. I'm going to do what Jesus said rather than what man says. Who said that, they, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus disappeared into the crowd. He was very good at that. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple, and he says, now you are well. I just want to prophesy that Amen. over our lives. Now you are well. Now you are well. Now you are well. Now you are well. You are well. And it says, uh, what verse am I at? 14. Afterward, Jesus found him in the tent, and he says, so stop sinning or something, you know, don't open a door to the devil. Verse 15, then the man who went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who healed him. So the Jewish leaders began harassing him for breaking the Sabbath rules. Okay, now here's where I want to uh, zero in right here. Jesus said, my father is always working, and so am I. First of all, <clears throat> when I read that, when... When I read that, I knew that was for someone tonight. It isn't the main point I want to bring out here, but my father is always working. And, and Jesus said, and so am I. Because what it does, it, it stops the lie of the enemy Amen. when our head is saying nothing's happening. Amen. And this says, my father is always working. Oh, so tonight, that's for us. My father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. He only broke the Sabbath. For He not only broke the Sabbath, but he called God his father, making himself equal with God. Hello, amen. Verse 19, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. Now here we go. Here's this transfer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. And here's this, commun- this continual communication with the Father. He does only what he, please notice this word see. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does. For the Father loves the Son and, wow, look at this, shows him everything. Shows him everything for everything he is doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater healing works than this healing this man. Then you'll truly be astonished. Let's go back to verse 19 and stay out there for just a second. Verse 19 says, Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. What do you see in that word picture there? I see a continual communication with God. 
that is available to us. I see a continual listening ear with God that is available to us. I see a relationship. I see an intimate relationship that Jesus had with his Father that is available for us. He did only what he saw the Father doing, and he did everything as he was directed by the Father. Okay, this is good because what we begin to enter into are three of the revelation gifts of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, the word sees here is key. And again, the tree is in my way, but I have my notes here. So please look at the word sees, what he sees the Father doing. What did Jesus see? The Greek word sees is, I'm just going to say it my way, blepo, B-L-E-P-O, blepo. It's a common, but it's an extremely important word to convey, and please get this word picture here, to convey an active, a continuous, and a repeated action in which Jesus engaged himself with the Father. I love that. He obeyed what he was seeing the Father reveal to him, and he he obeyed whatever he saw. So he'd be in connection with the Spirit, an active, continuous, so in other words, he never got carnal. <laughs> in other words, he never just said, well, blah. he never got discouraged. Yeah. He, never, he just kept keep on keeping on. Yeah. He walked in the spirit, and we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So it conveys an active and a continuous and a repeated action, engaging ourselves with our Father who is in heaven. This portion of scripture strongly suggests that the will of the Father was implemented on a moment-by-moment basis through Jesus. And as the Father revealed what he desired to be said and done, like, you know, maybe back back with that portion that we just read about the, you know, well, ask that that man there, that lame man, what he wants. Do you want to be well? And, you know, he saw the Father's will. He saw what God wanted done. Every word, every act, every deed were in direct response to what the Father revealed at that time. Can, can we then bleepo, bleepo? Can we bleepo? Can we see into the Spirit? Can we do the same things? Can we stay in this active, this continuous, this repeated action of engaging ourselves with our Father? Can we have this communion? It's all about relationship. It's all about communing with the Father. Verse 20 then, um, it's so beautiful too. Jesus, it says, uh, verse 20 says, the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. And of course, we've already covered, you know, the greater one lives in me. Amen? And because of that, we also can have this engaging with our Father. We're actually going to have a few minutes just at the end of our service to, to um, have a practice time because sometimes we need to practice these things, to just stop and listen. And the Bible says the sheep hear, hear his voice. The secret to how Jesus accomplished perfect ministry of, in healing and setting people free, he did by revelation. He could see it. And I believe that all of us at the church today, that we can all rise higher and see clear. And uh, tonight, we can get a word from God 
that, you know, just, we, we need our soul touched, don't we? We need our spirit. We need, we need to hear from heaven that it isn't sounding brass and tingling cymbals, but, you know, a rhema word, a word that pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. A word from God. A, one word from God can change our life forever. So let me just uh, turn to another really important. It'd be fun to just outline that. That was one thing I used to like to do in English class, just outline sentences. And, you know, but just to, to pick that apart. And just, but just get that word picture of that continual communication that Jesus had. Yep. But it's for the church today. Yep. Greater things than these. So we all say that together. Greater yep. things yep. than these. Those are Jesus' words. Okay, let's look at, this is probably maybe the last portion of scripture. John 14. Um, I think I have 1 through 14, but let's just drop it down to verse 6. Um, Anyway, Jesus was saying that he's going to prepare a place, don't be troubled. And uh, Thomas said, you know, where are you going? How can we know the way? And but we'll pick it up in verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way. I think we should say this together. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Verse 7, Jesus said, if you had really known me, you would know. I just think there's something anointed in that word right there. No. You would know. It's a, it's a word that, um, it's, it's an intimate word. It's, it's being connected. You would know who my father is. From, from now on, you do know him. And you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the father. We'll be satisfied. Can't you just see Jesus saying, have I been with you so long, Philip? and you still don't know me, anyone who has seen me, think about that, has seen the Father. Why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe when I say I am in the Father and the Father is in me? But look at this. He says, or at least believe on the evidence of miracles themselves. Is this the same translation again? Okay. So anyway, just, Jesus is basically saying, look at the miracles. You'll know that I am from God. And verse 11 says, I tell you the truth. Anyone, okay, you've got to hear this. Jesus said, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. We're talking tonight about doing what Jesus did. The words that I speak to you. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, you can follow along up there in your Bibles. But Jesus said, anyone, say that's me. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. What, what did Jesus do? Well, he went about doing good, healing all, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, opened blind eyes, unstopped deaf ears, raised people off of their, their, uh, death, their, the coffin. Everything he did was good. Everything he did brought life. And then Jesus is saying to us tonight, I tell you the truth. That's all he can do, speak the truth. Anyone who has faith in me, if you have faith in Jesus, shoot your arm up in the air. Well, sure you do, all over this room. He says, Jesus said, you will do what I've been doing. 
All right, that's encouraging. And then it gets better. He will do even greater things because I'm going to the Father. And then he ties it all up in a bow again with this relationship. Verse 13, I will do whatever you ask. Okay, now, um, what's the word tonight? Like, uh, provoke. Provoke. Are we, am I asking? Are you asking? Whatever you ask in my name, are we asking? Are we asking? Ask of me the nations we talked about this morning. Whatever you ask in my name. So the Son may bring glory to the Father. It all goes back to the Father. He says, I will do it. You may ask me for any, repeats himself. You may ask me for anything, I will do it. So verse 11 says that any willing believer in him can do what he did. And that's the whole, the whole message tonight is doing what Jesus did. Jesus said that any willing believer in him can do what he did, including the miracles. We are his body. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his representatives. We are his ambassadors. And we are the ones. Pastor Dave talked about this morning. Here am I. Send me, Lord. And praise God, we just got to keep laying hands on sick people. Jesus has authorized and empowered us to do what he did. He proclaimed this promise to anyone. It says, anyone who has faith in me. Well, that's us. Uh, verse 12 says it includes every Christian. We are convinced through the word that we can do what Jesus said we can do. Um, lastly, my last point that's really quite important is this healing by revelation. And uh, so I'll just have you turn to 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. These are, these are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's three verbal gifts, there's three power gifts, and there's three revelation gifts. But I am... Tonight, just going to um, make mention of the three revelation gifts and what Jesus also gave us an example to follow in is um, the manifestation of the spirit. One is given, it says, the word of wisdom, and which is a revelation gift. To another, the word of knowledge, which is also a revelation gift. And forgive me for just dropping down. I just want to save a few minutes here. And... Um, to another, the discerning of spirits, which is also a revelation gift. So when our faith is based on the promises from his word, direct revelation from the Holy Spirit, we begin to function like Jesus did. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit that are given to the church. And Jesus, actually, he introduced these supernatural gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirit. He modeled these gifts in his daily interactions that continual engagement with the Father, you know, hearing from God, what's this about, oh, this is about, you know, and just getting direction from God. I know you've walked in it, but we can experience more and more. During, during prayer, and let's just, uh, let's just continue to live this out, during our prayer time, the Father would reveal to Jesus what he wanted to accomplish that day. Yeah, like you can get a word from God in the morning. We don't have time to get into testimonies there, but there's just so many times where you, you get a word from God in the morning, you get direction, and it, it's an eternal decision. It's life-changing. It's wonderful, and it's all good. As Jesus began the day, the Father would continue to reveal specifics. Um, I've heard testimonies of somebody who get just like one little word, and it's something, something that aided in a huge healing in their life. You know, maybe like quit eating carrots or, you know, seemed like somebody, something like that came, um, or drink, drink carrot juice. Or, I don't know. But anyway, 
you know, it's like Jesus is so simple. He isn't, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. As he saw what the father wanted, he obeyed. And, and then, of course, he showed us how to do it. So, okay. Let me just say these last things. There's so much scripture. But I'm going to close. Here's a list of things that Jesus said we can do. Frank. You guys aren't busy tonight, are you? What can I skip over? It's all so good. Okay. We can drive out evil spirits, heal every disease and sickness, preach the gospel of the kingdom, raise the dead. Believe him for that one. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Pastor Dave will be at a leper church in, in India. Two leper churches? Overcome all the power of Satan. Command spirits to submit to us in the name of Jesus. Baptize new disciples. Teach new disciples to obey everything that Jesus commanded. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Be as witnesses to the ends of the earth. Can we do these things? Jesus said so. Time and training, and we do have a few minutes to do a little lab here. But uh, I want to say John 17, 22. I remember back in that prayer room when Mama Perry said, Jeannie, Jeannie, he's given us the same glory. In John 17, 22, the glory which you gave me, say it out loud, I have given them. That's enough. We'll stop there. The glory which you gave me, Jesus said, say it. So we have the glory. So my thought was two things tonight is that there might be someone who, who does want prayer for a release of healing. And, but otherwise, just to, be, to not be uncomfortable is to find a partner, you know, like you can go with your spouse or your, the friend that you're with. And it's, it's early, it's only five to eight, but, but let's practice this. Let's practice this, this concept of listening to God, engaging with the Father, hearing what he says. And will you spend the next three minutes just praying with your, with your friend or your spouse and ask God for a word. Maybe, maybe a word will come to you, like test or, you know. Oh, you've got a test to study for. God's going to help you. But um, let's go ahead and I'll quit talking and so you can pray together. And if all you can think of to say is just say, I bless you tonight. I bless you tonight in the name of the Lord. And that's a blessing. And But maybe there'll be more. And we'll flow in these gifts of the spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, release healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. 
You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.